Hello everyone, now as you can see, today I'm going to be ranking all the James Bonds from worst to best. Now, yeah, I need to really put this really kind of straight straight ahead. This is all my opinion. This is not objectivity. This is clear, just pure subjectivity from my own personal tastes. Honestly, this list will probably be almost, not definitely, but almost back to front if we were talking in terms of objectivity. You can stick around till the end of the podcast and I'll probably reveal how I'd rank them objectively. Unless I forget to, and knowing me, I likely would forget to, so yeah. But yeah, I'll likely, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best and remember to rank them objectively at the end. Uh, I won't go over much, but yeah. So um, I suppose we could just get into it really. So um, in sixth place... George Lazenby. Yep, predictable, I know, but honestly, I like Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree with me there, that Honor Majesty's Secret Service is objectively, arguably, probably one of the best films in the whole series, but um, yeah, Lazenby as Bond suffers heavily. Uh, I mean, he's got the look, I'll give him that, he's got a look akin to Connery, quite, uh, and his dress sense is fairly fairly good, and his athletic ability. I mean, the producers and uh, makers of that film chose him just purely out of uh, his athletic ability. Um, but he really suffers from his lack of acting. I mean, just think of how good that film would have been if Connery was in it. It would have gone from good tier bond film to god tier bond film it'll probably be a top five worthy film uh in the bond franchise if it weren't for lazenby's uh wooden acting um but uh yeah i i don't mind all the bonds but he's the one where i've got a lot against whereas the other ones going forward i don't um as i say on on the majesty secret service is a brilliant film but I'm always going to fault him, because if Connery played Bond in that film, it would be so, so much better. I mean, the, the Lazenby is the most emotional Bond. I'm pretty sure no one can argue with me there. I, I mean, a case could be made for Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, but even then, he disregarded any kind of emotions as soon as they were up. Lazenby was all over the place with his emotions, you know, and I just think it falls flat because it's an unprofessional actor in the role. And if Connery was in it, it would be absolutely superb. Um, but yeah. So anyway, number five, and I think at this point I really should point out that this is subjective. Number five, Sir Roger Moore. Uh, he played James Bond from Live and Let Die up until A View to a Kill. The main thing, the, in fact, probably the only thing I have against his Bond is that he had bad movies. A lot of bad movies. I mean, Live and Let Die was decent. The Spy Love Me is one of the best in the series. Uh, a View to a Kill, I'm in the minority that don't mind it and actually quite like it. But then you have Moonraker, and Moonraker, when I first watched, I couldn't even finish watching because I got so, so taken out of the film. It was just so ridiculous and boring. I was just taken out. Uh, Man with a Golden Gun, Scaramanga's good, Knickknack's good, but 
the the, the film itself is just a bit boring, really. Uh, you know, as is for your eyes only, and uh, as is Octopussy, really. And, well, I don't mind Kamal Khan, I like Kamal Khan. Uh, and most people will tell you A View to a Kill is one of the worst in the whole series. So yeah, he's a good Bond, but just with bad movies, and that's his problem. Um, he seriously though, he's really entertaining. Like he made his uh bad movies entertaining to watch anyway. Um, and that's a reason why. Well, probably the main reason he's higher than Lazenby, but not the only one, because he is a lot of fun. He's charming and stuff, and it's it's easy to laugh at, whether intentionally or not. Uh, I think the best movie that will describe his Bond is Live and Let Die, because it just shows how ridiculous and how ludicrous it can get. Um, yeah, it showed how ludicrous it could get, um, and how the series could survive with another Bond, and that's really important. And Live and Let Die itself I actually quite liked. It's not one of my favourites by any means, but yeah, it was entertaining to say the least. The Spy Who Loved Me, once again, it's brilliant, but it doesn't really describe Maul's Bond very well. Uh, I'm not saying he's bad in it, but it's just... A lot of the humour in that and the campiness doesn't really work with the tone of the film. Because... Um, yeah, because Roger Moore is a humorous Bond, but they put him in a more serious film. I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree with me that The Spy Love Me is a more serious film, especially with the relationship with Vanya. So it felt more suited for, like, Dalton, maybe, or... Well, maybe not Dalton, because it, it the plot was ludicrous. But a lot of the themes were serious. So, uh... The plot wasn't serious. Sorry, I'm losing myself now. Uh, yeah, the plot of The Spy Love Me wasn't serious at all. But everything else kind of was. So, it just, yeah, I don't think it'd be great. Maybe for someone like Connery, or even Brosnan could have took the film. Uh, and I think they'd have been, they'd have been great in that. Uh, yeah, so he's just, that. that's how I'd describe Moore's Bond. He's just an entertaining Bond, a great Bond, but he gets the wrong films. And, like, he has probably my favourite... Uh, Bond girl of the whole series with Anya in The Spy of Me, and he's got my favourite henchman by a mile in Jaws, so I can't fault him for everything, but uh, yeah, he does have a few missteps, quite a few, it's as though he never even found his foot until his third film, and while he did well in The Spy of Me, and very well at that, one of, probably one of the best performances in the whole series, uh, didn't really feel tailored to his bond because a lot of the things were serious. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Roger Moore, fifth place. Coming in at number four. Now, here's really like where I really need to uh, point out that this list is completely subjective. Sean Connery. Yes, Sean Connery at number four. Wow, kill me. Yeah. Um, but I've got nothing against him. I mean... Yeah, sure, he had one or two missteps, you know. Never Say Never Again, if you count that as a official film, that's quite the misstep. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of a lot of his films, really. I mean, 
when I first got into Bond, I just expected all his films to be god tier. But then when I watched them, I realised that the only standout ones really are From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, and that's it. That's it really. Uh, like Doctor No, while I respect it for being the first film in the series, of course, watching it now, it is kind of bland. There's not much action. Um, there is iconic imagery and it does look beautiful, but the plot and stuff, it's just been done better, I think. Uh, then From Russia With Love, yeah, it is one of the greats. Not one of my personal favourites, but definitely one of the objective best. Um, it does make my top ten easily, though. And then Goldfinger, and that's my favourite of his, and it is brilliant. It is one of my favourites, and... Probably gives his best performance in that of the whole, maybe maybe the best performance of the whole series, possibly. Or at least one of them, definitely. Uh, but then, I feel like after Goldfinger, he kind of goes downhill. I think Thunderball is average, but gets really boring when it's under seas. Uh, I think that um, You Only Live Twice is okay not brilliant and then i think diamonds are forever is just uh more suited for moore's era that's what they should have done really they should have swapped the spy love me uh for connery and then diamonds are forever for more like that would be perfect those films would be so much better if they'd swap bonds because while i'm not faulting connery's performance in you only live twice and i'm not faulting moore's performance in um, Spy Love Me, because they were both great in that, both the films. Well, Connery, that's debatable, but um, it just feels like those particular films were more suited for the other one. Um, and then, obviously, Connery also had Never Say Never Again, and while you might not count that as an official film, he was playing a character of the same name. And this is no disrespect. Let, let me just, I need to put this out. Putting Mod Roger Moore and Connery so low on my list is no disrespect to them, especially because, unfortunately, we've already lost them. Um, no disrespect at all. It's just... And, you know what, if this was an objective list, like I say, they'd probably be much higher. I mean, Connery especially, but, you know, the re really, I just don't see... Um, for me, maybe it's because I'm of my generation, you know, I'm 14 years old, I've been born in 2006. So watching their films, while I do love older films, I, I prefer a lot of older films to today's. Like, my favourite uh, era for films was the 80s, by far. So it, maybe it is a bit surprising why more isn't a bit higher, but yeah. Uh, so that's why Connery is so low. It's not because I dislike him, because I like all the Bonds, and I even have a lot of things I like about Lazenby, but just in terms of consistency, it kind of surprised me how inconsistent his era was. It went from decent to great to decent again, and then even bad with Never Say Never Again. Um, yeah. So, coming in at number three, the most accurate portrayal of Bond so far. Timothy Dalton. Now, if he had maybe one or two more movies, I would... Um, but yeah, if Dalton had two, maybe one or two other films, other than 
the Living Daylights and License to Kill, he would probably be my second favourite. If not, he might even take the top spot. I mean, for once, like, for one thing, he's the most accurate portrayal of Bond. Uh, although I have no proof of this, everyone who has read the uh, novels has told me at some point or another that he uh, he's the ac most accurate by far. Uh, some have said that Craig is, uh, but it's more often than not you see Dalton. Um, I also think he's the most underrated Bond by a mile. I mean, my top spot I think is underrated, fairly underrated. Uh, spoiler alert, because you probably won't see who that is now, but uh, yeah, Dalton is more underrated. The Living Daylights, though, I think that's only a decent Bond film. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's great. Uh, it's a bit boring, really. Dalton's the only real standout thing. Everything else is either just decent or, or a bit boring, really. And boring is my least favourite kind of bad, so, yeah. Uh, but then License to Kill. License to Kill is one of my favourite movies of the whole series. It's so good. Like Robert Darby, I I love. I, I knew who Robert Darby was before Bond because I was a massive fan, and I still am, a massive fan of the Maniac Cop films. Uh, so I I knew him going into it, and I, I thought I'd end up saying I liked him, but only being biased because of those films. But no, Fran Sanchez is such an amazing villain. Uh, and played expertly by Robert Darby, he's such an underrated actor, and this this film is just so underrated. Everything's great about it. It's the most, the least financially successful, and I know everyone nowadays is saying how underrated Dalton is to the point where he's almost perfectly rated, but still, I still think he's underrated because I don't see him talked about anywhere near as much as any of them, really. I don't think even... I think I see more people talking about Lazenby than Dalton. Obviously, not for the right reasons, but yeah. I also know who Timothy Dalton was before going into a Bond, because, well, when I was a kid, when I was four years old, and I still am a kid, but when I say kid, I mean, like, under the age of eight. Uh, I watched The End of Time Part 2 and Part 1 as well, uh, which was a Doctor Who story. It's always been my favourite. It's always been my favourite piece of entertainment, really. Not just film, not just TV, a piece of entertainment and the time part two. And it's, part of it was because of Dalton playing Rassilon in that. Uh, so maybe I'm a bit biased by putting him this high because The Living Daylights wasn't that great. But he had License to Kill and I'm going to make no further argument than License to Kill. So yeah, uh, there we are. Dalton is brilliant, and I wish, kind of wish he stayed on. Anyway, number two, Daniel Craig, the Bond that's still, still Bond somehow, because No Time to Die was supposed to be released almost two years ago at this point, but it's not been due to COVID. Yeah, uh, Daniel Craig is brilliant. His first film, Casino Royale, is my fourth favorite of the series because it's, well, I mean, it's just refreshing, really. Uh, and 
Quantum of Solace is my least favourite of the whole series. Like, literally my least favourite. But there are good stuff about it. Like, Daniel Craig for a start, he's brilliant in that. And the Bond girl, I think, uh, Camille, I think she was good, just in the wrong movie. Uh, and even the last couple of scenes I liked. But yeah, Quantum of Solace, my least favourite of the series. But then Skyfall is my second favourite film of the series. So I can't fault him for that. Um, like There's nothing not to love about Skyfall really. And for a while Skyfall was my favourite. Um, and then Spectre. I'm in the very small minority that doesn't hate Spectre. I mean it's nowhere near one of my favourites. I don't even know if I'd say it's top, top 15 worthy really. But... Um, I certainly don't think it's as bad as people give it hate for. Uh, I mean, I'm also in the small minority that think that Blofeld was pretty good in that. I don't think he was as good as Donald Pleasance or anything, but still, I thought Christopher, Christoph Waltz was great. Uh, and the cinematography and stuff as well, like Spectre wasn't too bad. Uh, No Time to Die, I've not seen it yet, obviously, because it... Uh, release in October, but when it does, I don't think it's gonna change my ranking of him at all because I can't see it being outstanding. Um, I think I think he'll be decent, but just not outstanding. So I don't think my changing Daniel Craig, I don't think he he's gonna change from being my second favorite to my favorite, and maybe that's a good way of segueing into. Pierce Brosnan, number one, my favourite Bond. Very highly controversial opinion, I know. But yeah, I don't even know why, because you'd expect someone my age to be a fan of Daniel Craig. But Brosnan, uh, Brosnan just, yeah. To be honest, a uh, little bit of backstory. I've only been a Bond fan for about a year now. Uh, just over a year, I think. Because... Uh, well, I'd, I'd watched a few films before that, before being a massive fan. Like, I'd watched Goldfinger and I'd watched Goldeneye. But, um, and I think I'd seen a bit of Doctor No as well. And I'd likely seen, I think I'd even seen uh, Quantum of Solace. And even Casino Royale too. But I'd not, uh, I wasn't a massive fan of the series. But then I watched Skyfall as a part of my film studies assignment. And I just realised how much I loved uh, Bond. Because at that point I thought it was just generic action. Like your, your Jason Bonds and stuff. Which I'd watched. So I just thought, you know, I don't want to see more Jason Bond. But no, Bond is more than Jason Bond. It's much better. Um, and Skyfall for a while was my favourite of the entire series. It was incredible. Um... And I, I just thought, you know, uh, when I'd watched it last year, uh, I didn't really look into Bond too much, just sort of Daniel Craig's era. But then in uh, around July last year, uh, in quarantine, I randomly saw a Bond video, I clicked on it and I realised how much I love Bond. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, the... It also made me re-watch all of Brosnan's films, because the only one I'd seen up to that point was Goldeneye. And I realised how much I love the fella. Pierce Brosnan is my favourite James Bond, which is, yeah, once again, it's odd. 
you'd expect people to say that to be people who were born in the 80s or the 90s. Um, but yeah, why is he my favourite? I actually don't really know. Maybe it's because he's kind of a cross of all of the Bonds together, so you get a sort of merged personality. Maybe it's because his looks are so close to Bond and he's just got that kind of look that you just love. Not in a gay way, obviously, just, you know, he's he's got the... He's got... You know what I mean. I'm pretty sure you know what I mean. I, I'm not homo. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not. Right. Um, but honestly, I think his era is the second most underrated of the entire series. Uh, obviously behind Dalton, because... At least people appreciate Goldeneye a lot, but Goldeneye is my favourite movie of the entire series because it's so much fun. And then Tomorrow Never Dies, I think that's an underrated one. I think it's so relevant to today's society. I'd almost go as far as to say it is the most underrated of the entire series. Uh, it is brilliant, and like Elliot Carver is my favourite villain of, of the series. And Michelle Yeoh as Waylin. Maybe not my favourite Bond girl, but certainly sort of top three worthy. Um, then, yeah, the whole film is just so fun and so relevant to today. And then The World Is Not Enough, once again, one of the most underrated by far. Like Brosnan, like I see this film rank so, so low on most people's lists and I'm so confused. Like, why is The World Is Not Enough ranked so low? It's not it, not just not bad, it's brilliant. And I, I was thinking, you know, maybe the reason I want to Brosnan's Bond the most is because I personally relate to him more than the others. I know Bond's not one of those characters you're supposed to relate to, really. Uh, but just put it this way. Like, if you look at Superman from 1978... You don't relate to him, do you? Because he can pretty much do anything. Um, and then you look at Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman in 2013's Man of Steel, and you're like, ah, yeah, I can relate to this guy. Now, I'm not saying Henry Cavill's better than Christopher Reeve, because I don't think he is. But he certainly, you can relate to him more, and that might actually buy him more fans. With Bond, it's kind of... But the thing is with Bond, you just don't expect him to be relatable. So when he does, it's kind of refreshing. Um, like, and I know it's kind of weird to say I relate to a action uh, hero, but I do. Because the world is not enough for a start. I, Electra King is the main villain of the film, and she manipulates Bond, you know, basically makes him fall for her so she can try and turn him but doesn't really um and she basically uses her body as a weapon and i actually had this girl who i'm not gonna name but she also manipulated me in a similar sense obviously not as world destructing as electra but the theme behind it i just found so relatable to to my own problems like Obviously, her manipulating me wasn't going to destroy a load of oil tanks or whatever the plot of the film is. But um, still, something I found relatable. And Tomorrow Never Dies, again, I find that relatable. Not not really personally relatable, but just relatable to everything that goes on today. I mean, 
is so much more relevant to today than it was in 1997. Like, the, uh, um, the whole media and manipulation and starting World War Three between two countries to boost ratings, like, that, that happens so much today, it's kind of scary. I mean, just look at Donald Trump in 2016, when he was getting Russian bots to make him turn, uh, to basically blackmail Hillary Clinton. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Same letter, Tomorrow Never Dies. And there's so many other ideas, like, it's, it's kind of scary. Uh, I've been dying another day, yeah, I know. Honestly, though, I don't mind it as much as other people say. Once again, like Spectre, it's not one where I point at it and go, I absolutely love this film. But I also don't point at it and go, I absolutely love this film. It's just okay to me. It's on the same level as Spectre. Um, honestly, I do admit it's fault, so I'm not going to stand up here and say it's good. No, definitely not. I do think the first 20 minutes are good, I'll give it that. And there are some good scenes sprinkled throughout, like the fencing scene. But I'm not going to stand there and say it's a good film, because we all know it's not. And it's definitely my least favourite of Brosnan's era. It's also, once again, the least relatable to myself. Goldeneye, yeah, I don't really find that relatable. But I also think I just relate to Brosnan's personality the most out of all of them. I mean... More like all right. Let's look at this. Like look at it this way. So Connery was basically just a gentleman who gave out funny lines and got women to bed him because of that. And then Moore was basically the same, except maybe a little more false. In fact, no. Connery. Connery just got women into bed. He just did that. Like whether forceful or not, he did that. Moore would laugh them into bed. And then Dalton, well, Dalton didn't really bed anyone, uh, anyone because of the whole AIDS crisis. I mean, he did, but not as many. Um, Craig, he, he doesn't really bed anyone either, does he? I mean, there was Severine in Skyfall. Uh, it was Vespa. I suppose you could even argue Madeline Swan, but uh, still. You know, I find Brosnan the most relatable to me in terms of personality, because he... He comes out with a lot more idioms, I find, and a lot more cheesy quotes and phrases, and that's usually me. When I'm trying to be funny, I'd usually, usually come out with cheesy things. And it's not usually uh, like Moore's level of humour. It's not the sort of uh, ridiculously, outrageously humorous and ridiculous lines. It's usually the stuff I say is just cheesy to try and make people laugh and it doesn't always work it doesn't always work but that that's why i find him relatable because same happens to me uh i also get told i look look a lot like him as well i mean not a lot like him but a fair amount like i have this, the same head as him apparently and i've got similar eyes so yeah uh i look a bit like him i have a similar personality to him and I relate to his films the most. So that is why Brosnan is my favourite by far. I also like I also like his dress sense more than the other Bonds. Like I know they all have similar dress sense, but his isn't his in particular. Like he just fit the suits extremely well. Um And while none of them really had bad dress sense, he just him in particular had uh 
incredible dress sense. Uh, he's also got some of my favourite villains of the series, like, once again, Elliot Carver is my favourite villain of the series. And while Tomorrow Never Dies, I'd only rank it, like, my eighth favourite, but still, it's got a lot to love. The World Is Not Enough is my fifth favourite film of the series, with Electra King, who, for a while, was my favourite of the series. Um, but, yeah, she's my second favourite now, and then... Gustav Graves, yeah, he's not one of my favourites, but you know, I respect Toby Stevens, and he did well with what he was given, it's just that what he was given was extremely campy. Uh, Alec Trevelyan, I'm not actually a, mass, a massive fan of him, it's because I think there's just more to, uh, to, to love about Goldeneye than, um, than Alec Trevelyan, such as, you know, the, uh, the amount of action, for example, but, you know, I don't mind him, I don't hate him, and he's nowhere near one of the worst. Um, so yeah, that's why Brosnan's my favourite. I need to keep on clearing that up, because Brosnan is probably the most controversial Bond aside Roger Moore. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel like I really need to just hit hard, uh, hit hard home the reason why I like him the most. And I'm sure the people who like Roger Moore the most are people who are very funny people, a lot more funnier than I am. Like, uh, for example, I know this guy called Calvin Dyson on YouTube. Uh, you probably know him as well if you're watching this. Um, and he, he's a massive fan of Bond, obviously, a lot more bigger fan than me, which I find surprising to anyone. But yeah, much bigger fan of it than me. Um, and he grew up with Brosnan. But, like with me, I grew up with Craig, but he's not my favourite. He grew up with Brosnan, but his favourite's more. And Calvin Dyson is a lot lot funnier and a lot... Uh, he has a lot more charisma than I do. And I feel like that's the, the difference. And I'm, I'm not saying Brosnan is less charismatic than more. When I say charismatic, I mean humorous. Like it's, I'm pretty, pretty sure that it's not for the debate that... More is funnier. More is definitely funnier. Whether ironically or unironically, he's definitely funnier. But Brosnan isn't far behind, and that's where I feel like I'm placed in, in terms of funniest people I know. I feel like I'm not the funniest person I know, but up there. So yeah, that is why Brosnan is my favourite James Bond. Um, There's nothing else really to say, I don't think. Um... But yeah, so now I'll rank them in terms of objectivity. Uh, so yeah, this is not biased. So in sixth place, sorry, but Lazenby is always going to be last for me in both both objectivity and subjectivity. I hope one day I can find a Bond worse than him. Like I suppose you could count David Niven and maybe say he's a worse Bond, but he's not really part of the official series. Uh, yeah, so Lazenby will be last in terms of objectivity. Then fifth, can't be Roger Moore. Because, uh, once again, while he was good, his movies really, really don't do him justice. And while he has the largest quantity of Bond films, the quality decline is horrible. So, yeah. And then in fourth place, Dalton. Because, yeah. Once again, The Living Daylights, uh, it, it's only decent, really. And that's really what you can say about his uh, portrayal. Like, it was decent 
in the living daylights but then in licensed killer course it was a lot better um if dalton had maybe one two three more films he'd probably be second place on here but yeah uh third place brosnan uh some will argue i put him too high and maybe my bias is kicking in a bit here but from my point of view the world is not enough is really what just ranks him a lot higher than than dalton uh because if he didn't if i thought the world is not enough was bad uh and objectively bad brosnan would be one spot lower uh, i won't i don't know if i quite say he's worse than more i don't i don't like saying worse because they're not all bad but uh he um Goldeneye and Goldeneye in the world is not enough to me objectively are two of the best in the whole series both top five worthy and then tomorrow never dies is decent and then die another day in terms of ob objectivity probably the lowest of the low but you know we all make mistakes and at least he was fairly consistent but number two Daniel Craig now the only I think the only reason I rank him higher than Brosnan uh, here is because um, Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre was alright. And although he's got Quantum of Solace, which is my least favourite of the entire series, Quantum of Solace I actually see ranked a little bit higher. I mean, not, uh, what's the word? not considerably higher, but a lot higher than I rank it. Like, some people put it 20th. And then Spectre as well, once again, I think it's actually a pretty good film. Uh, like, it is boring, but, you know, I think the cinematography is beautiful, and the score as well. As I know it's a rip-off of Skyfall, but the original soundtrack that they have in it, I think, is really good. Uh, and also, No Time to Die. I have high hopes for that film. So I think, because of those reasons alone, I have to give Craig one spot over Brosnan, but that's kind of only marginal. If he quit after spectre i might reconsider that but yeah he's not done so here we are uh, number one connery because connery connery just step set the standards and yeah that's really reason enough and although i said that i don't think all his films are really top tier you do get a lot of people saying doctor now is one of the all-time greats while i disagree i've got to respect those opinions and because of that, I mean, Connery as well probably has the best personality of Bond. Like, him and Brosnan, they have such an amazing personality in the role. And I'm not being uh, egotistical by saying, because I previously stated that I relate to Brosnan on a personality level. I'm not saying I've got an amazing personality because I don't relate to him and everything. But, um, you know... Him and Brosnan just have absolutely insane personalities. They're brilliant. And I think that's what, for me, just, just makes him better than the rest of them. I mean, sure, subjectively, I prefer Brosnan. But Connery's just had such a massive influence. I mean, it's arguable that connery's bond is the most influential character in film history and maybe he's one of the maybe he's the most influential actor in film history i mean just, just his films him and his films 
so so inspiring like Daniel Craig and Roger Moore they set the standards for their respected eras with Casino Royale and Live and Let Die and they did very well with those especially Daniel Craig but Connery he started the most well-known character on the planet and I think that's why I've got to give the top spot to Connery but in my mind they've all got great stuff about them even Lazenby as I've stated before Lazenby as well he's pretty decent he's not too bad like yeah his acting's wooden but aside that he's not bad if his acting was great though I'd probably give him maybe maybe in fact no I don't even know if I'd do that because he only had one film yeah so my favorite is Brosnan but I think the best is Connery there's my outlook on it um if you want to know my favorite film of the series once again Goldeneye uh my favorite Connery film I've said is uh Goldfinger um what film do I think is the best of the series objectively looking uh, maybe maybe Skyfall maybe Casino Royale maybe Goldfinger and that's funny to say because Skyfall's my second favorite Casino Royale's my fourth favorite and Goldfinger's my probably my ninth favorite but I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible um, a lot of super fans will tell you that GoldenEye is the best though, and for me GoldenEye is my favourite. I'm not sure if I'd say it, GoldenEye is the best, but it's definitely to- sort of top three worthy. Uh, if not, yeah, probably maybe even the top spot, but yeah. So there's my list. Uh, I suppose that's about everything. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. See you later.